Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 23rd. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me there, Casey Daniels 317. And of course, we're both on YouTube right now, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Casey, yes. before we start this segment, what? I'm about to attempt something and we will see how great I actually am at broadcasting. Okay, what are you attempting? So our dear friend, mm-hmm. and you know him, he's a fabulous supporter of this show. The great Bill Demery is with us. We're mm-hmm. getting our picture taken with him mm-hmm. uh, for various probably literature and awards we're going to be presented. <laughs> and my hair yeah. was, I you know, I went to the bathroom in between the break, got it set. We didn't have time to get our photo done. So we're going to do it during the break. Yeah. I don't want to mess my hair up again. Is that why you're not wearing headphones? I'm going to do this segment without any headphones so I cannot hear myself whatsoever. And you will see what a trained professional uh-huh. I am uh-huh. on how great this sounds and why you should totally not try this at home if you are an inexperienced broadcaster. I really should have had Kevin, uh, Kevin and I should have had a side conversation had I known you were going to do this and had him play like some Benny Hill music <laughs> underneath you. And you would have no idea because you wouldn't hear it. We're not going to do that, though, because we are going to talk about something serious. And that is that the Biden administration has allocated another $1.4 billion to develop COVID treatments and vaccines. And this is despite declaring the pandemic being over months ago. Well, isn't it interesting that we right before an election mm. now we've heard the stuff about masking we had curtis hill on earlier today who's running for governor of the state of indiana saying absolutely not if i'm governor we will never have uh, mandatory masking ever ever again you are seeing we talked about earlier Lionsgate with the mandatory masking various universities are already starting it you're hearing people are contacting us saying hey there's rumors at my place of employment isn't it wild and wacky that you have a president who is about as unpopular as weak old trash and all of a sudden hmm. well gosh darn it we're gonna we're gonna need to spend 1.4 billion on covid and mm-hmm. masking's coming back and everybody better get their vaccine and well and why wouldn't they casey look at the success the playbook produced last time if you're in a football game and you run i pro right 34 dive on one ready break and that keeps working every time why would you do anything different yeah keep running it so officials have said that the funding is going to be used to develop quote a new generation of tools and technologies to protect against covid for years to come they just have to uh, just have to get this one right so it's the department of health and human services uh that is going to be doing the bankrolling for this no no no, it's going to be the taxpayers of this country well, who are going to be doing the, the bankrolling, and then the HHS is going to be divvying it yes, up. Yes, thank you. There, there we go. go. Very that's good. that's yes. a better way of saying it. Um, and it's don't going to be you love that? I didn't mean Project to cut you off. Next Gen is the name of it. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I'm doing this. Cause I don't have my headphones. I couldn't hear you. I also, wasn't really paying attention. Uh, <laughs> but don't you love that? Like, remember when Holcomb came out and said textbooks will be free this year, as though there's some magical textbook fairy that is leaving a textbook under every a school-aged child's pillow mm-hmm. in the state of Indiana. You always hear the, and this is how they word in the in the press releases where uh, 
uh, HHS is prepared to spend. No, we're spending we're it. We're spending the same way as the textbooks. Not free. Mm-hmm. You're still paying for it. It's just making it harder to account how much they cost and who's getting rich off of it. Okay, so this initiative is going to add $30 billion to the government, which has already spent $4.6 trillion in COVID relief. Oh. So in my mind, this is... It's like the military-industrial complex, you know? Yes. This is just a, a new version of that. Yes. And we're just going to keep giving more money to this thing. And, you know, it, it was interesting during COVID, my wife's mother is a very well and uh, very well thought of, respected nurse. And it was very interesting throughout the whole COVID process to talk to her, to learn from her. I mean, there's no proof of anything of all this money that we spent. Look, you can say what you want about the shot. The shot may have had some momentary benefit to people in certain boxes, parameters, whatever. But there is irrefutable evidence that that benefit was very short-lived, if it existed at all. And there is irrefutable evidence that to many people, there are long-term ramifications for getting the shot. What? Where did all this money go and what was the benefit to society? You know what happened? The virus ran its course as a virus does. There were many incarnations of it. It has morphed and taken different forms. The different forms affected different people differently. That's what always happens. Okay, so the HHS is claiming that the virus is evolving and old therapies and vaccines are aren't effective so now we need to create this new treatment which will have to be regularly updated now keep that in mind how much money are we are we spending on this oh 1.4 billion to develop the a new vaccine new drug that will have to be regularly updated military industrial complex it's just got a different name. Now, there's another level to this as well. And this is trust in all vaccines now has come into question. So this even goes beyond COVID. One quarter of adults said that the measles, mumps, and the rubella vaccine now causes autism. So a lot of people believe this. Even before when hundreds of people would get these vaccines, people weren't questioning did it have other ill effects? But this is the new level that COVID has created. Sure, the government created this because they were dishonest through the entire process. And they were dishonest about things way different than just the shot. They were dishonest about masking. They were dishonest about social distancing. They, they were dishonest about the transmission of the virus. Remember in the beginning, if you touch a surface, you could blah, blah, blah. I mean, right. they were wrong Don't about Don't put your mail in. Let it sit out in the garage for a few days. Remember Remember when they told you if you go to the grocery store and you buy groceries, you must wipe those groceries uh-huh, down? Uh-huh. I like, look, everybody knows who listens to the show. I refused to get that shot. I was willing to lose my job over it. I almost did. Uh, but there were things that even I bought into thought, well, I'll just be a good person. And I mean, it's like there were two weeks early on where I just didn't see my dad, who was, you know, lived right around the corner from me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, I don't want to hurt my dad. That's stupid. If you are not sick, you can see whoever you want to see. And this is the boogeyman bullcrap that they fill people's heads with. And it'll be interesting this time because it's coming again. I don't know how extreme it'll get. I don't know how long it will be allowed to go on, but they're going to try it again. And remember, in Indiana, 
because the Indiana General Assembly is totally subservient to Eric Holcomb. They have done absolutely nothing. There is nothing the General Assembly, they've had three years, there's nothing they've done that will prevent Eric Holcomb Mm -hmm. from shutting the state of Indiana down again and forcing you to wear a mask exactly as he did in 2020. He still has the emergency powers, the ability to do that. He can say, two weeks, we're going to flatten the curve, two weeks, which turned into two years. And you know, Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys, and all your favorite good time fun gang representatives and senators, whether it's Jimmy Lucas or Jeter or Jerry Tor or fill in the blank, they're just going to roll over and be totally subservient again because they wouldn't dare risk alienating or offending Holcomb because they've seen you get the Curtis Hill treatment when you stand up to Eric Holcomb, which was why the interview we did with Curtis today is more relevant than ever before. I'm not endorsing Curtis yet. Uh, to, in his run for governor, but you need to listen to stuff like that and think when you have complete silence from Braun, from Silent Suzanne, from Chambers, from uh, from Doden, there's one guy. Where do they stand on who's it? Speaking out yeah. on this, you damn well better be preparing when you go vote for governor in a primary next year to have those things at the forefront because they will do it again. If you let the Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated people remain in charge, they will do it again, and you cannot count on the Indiana General Assembly to stop them because they have no interest in it. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So houses are changing across our country. Now, we know we know the mortgage rates are at an all-time high, but the actual house that is being built, if they're the few and far between new homes that are being built, the housing startups, um, their size is different and we'll get into that coming up from 93 WIBC whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you I'm picking up it's after 11. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Goodbye bathtubs and living rooms. Houses are changing. Since 2018, the average size of a new house has decreased by 10% nationally. So now the average size of a house, and this seems kind of big to me, is 2,400 square feet. Yeah. That's not that big. I lived in a 2,400 square foot home once. It's not that big. That's a two story house. It's probably got, let's see, one, two, one, two, two bedrooms and a master bedroom. And then a, a, a what do they call that when the bathroom is detached from the master bedroom? Uh, when it, it's no, part of it, an ensuite? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like where yeah. you walk off the, three, that's probably a three bedroom with a master uh with a master bedroom upstairs, so three bedroom, master bedroom upstairs, and then you know a, a nice walk-in closet associated with it. You probably got a living room downstairs, a kitchen, and then like a sunroom, and maybe like a small little office up front. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's not it's not a, a McMansion by any stretch of the imagination. Well, being faced with higher mortgage rates, the uh costs Americans are willing to tolerate and their housing is changing because now we're embracing smaller homes. Yeah, okay. Got to give up some things, nah, right? No, 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 Casey, let me, let me talk to you here for a second, okay? Yeah, and I don't there's mean, a bigger story here. Well, I don't mean to mansplain this to you, but I'm going to... Lay it on I'm gonna me. just open up my gate here for a second <laughs> and uh, mansplain. And this is, there's many reasons this show is... Uh, 
highly sought after and may soon be an award-winning show and mm-hmm. has tens of thousands of people who listen. And well, it's because we we explain things differently than others because we have different life experiences. And one of the reasons that overall housing is getting smaller on average is because these developers are pressing communities and because local governments are often run by some of the dumbest people alive, they are, you know, you have a house farm now on every corner. It's Mm -hmm. all across central Indiana from Greenfield to Brownsburg to Avon to wherever. And their goal is to get as many properties on that lot as close together as possible because it is you know, the more they do, they have a set amount of land and the more houses they build, the more they make per house. And so you have really with these templates, you don't have larger homes anymore. And you have like three options in every single Mm -hmm. development. And this is why what was once a great bastion of beautiful farmland and fields and things that were pleasant to drive and look around and the identity of the state is going away because you have these developers who recognize we want to build to a certain capacity. We want to offer A, B, and C. And we know these local governments are stupid enough to just roll over and approve whatever we put in front of them in many cases. So you're saying that the high-density housing without the character that you love is killing the country. Absolutely. Now, look, and I say this, is I by no means live in, and I'm not, I'm not insulting the size of the house. What I'm insulting is the lack of character that now exists in huge swaths of otherwise thriving suburban communities across this state. Like the street I live on was built in roughly 1978. Mm -hmm. It was a field and they put a road there and the road dead ended. And every house on that street, none of them are mansions. None of them are huge. Probably the biggest house is probably roughly on that street. I would say 22 or 2300 square feet collectively. Most houses are brick, they're ranch, they're they're one-story houses. But every house has a character and a a unique nature Mm -hmm. to it, Mm -hmm. so that when you drive from house to house, you do not see the same thing. The brick are different colors, the structure is different, the windows look a little different, and it has always been a pleasant experience driving up and down the original part of that street. Now, that street was completed about 20 years later. And what do you know, Casey? All the brick homes started looking absolutely, basically identical. And you can tell where the street ended and where it began. And for some reason, uniformity became the thing over the custom build. And I guess it's because of it's a cost analysis or whatever. But part of this is you give people, hey, you have three floor plan options mm-hmm. and the max you can go is 2,400 square feet. Yeah. Well, I, a part of this is because the builder is going to buy the land and then resell that to the customers and he's got a template of houses that he builds Yeah, and that's what the customer has to choose from. That's why, you know, they all look the same, and right? I, I have lived in a house farm one time in my life and I hated every single part of it up to and including the homeowners association, which was like 600, uh, roughly $600 a year. I would, I will never, ever, 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 never did I emphasize that enough, Casey, ever you. do that again. <laughs> and yet there are people who that's where they want to live. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Why would you in? want to live in a place where the house next to you is I'm, exactly the what, same? What, the, on my street that I lived, Casey, mm-hmm. there were three houses within like a six or seven house radius that were identical homes. Yeah. Why would you want to live in the same house as the person next to you? Well, a lot of this comes down to cost and location. Where is the house farm that you're talking about? Is it in a location where you need? I live in a house farm now. 
I'm in Indianapolis. Yeah, you're the problem. Yeah. Thank you for identifying yourself as part of the problem. I'm in, I'm, I'm in one of those places. Why did you do that? Well, I did it because it was uh, the location close to the radio station. Yeah. I didn't want to spend 45 minutes in traffic coming and going to work every day. So my commute is five minutes. Yeah. Um, which turned out to be brilliant of me because of the price of gas. <laughs> um, but part of the deal is with these builders, though, is, you know, they'll buy the land and they'll make these house farms and then the local government will say, okay, that's fine, but you also have to include some lower income housing within yes. this development area. Yes, and apartments, like they're going out of style. Mm-hmm. I mean, growth is inevitable. And I think think sometimes people hear this show and go, he is against all growth. No, growth is inevitable. But there is, there is you can either control growth or let growth control you. And the majority of these communities in central Indiana have totally been steamrolled and buffaloed and allowed people who are profiting off the growth to control them. And once you let the cat out of the bag, once you've opened Pandora's box, you can't reseal it. And so great, cute, cool, eclectic little communities that had little nuances and knickknacks to them Mm -hmm. that made you proud to live in that place They're gone. The place I live now is the place I grew up. It looks absolutely nothing like that place. There is nothing there when I drive around and go, that is an identifier of what what I grew up and why I loved living here. And that is happening all over the place. And that's the... That's the vision of Holcomb and the Republicans. Yeah. So the, and those houses that you're seeing, they're they're smaller than what they used to be. It's 1128. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. I'm it is the Kendall and Casey I'm Show. I'm Rob. Casey will be back momentarily. Don't sweat. She hasn't given up on us yet. But in the meantime, Kev and I, we've got some voicemails for you. You can be a part of the program at 317-684-8444 and leave your very uh, fabulous, pithy comments. Oh, good job, Kev. I see what you did there on the YouTube. You just totally cut Casey's empty seat right out of there. Yeah, that was some uh, producer trickery right That's there. That's awesome. I wondered what the hell you were doing. Oh, and yeah. right, and you know what my favorite part about this is? You've got my sign. Maybe we should just do this going forward. How do you think Casey would feel about this if we just did the single shot? Out of me because now the my governor is an idiot sign that I have in the background yeah. uh, during the show is even bigger so that people who may be just casually tuning in will be fully aware of how awful Eric Holcomb actually is. Yeah, it's magnified. That's great. I like it. That was so well done. Gold star for you, Cap. Thank you. All right. Um, remember yesterday, and I forget how we got on this. We do so many fabulous topics. It's sometimes very hard to keep track of how we get into things and how radio greatness is spurned, but spawned. But somehow we got on to what mattered more, the lyrics or the music itself. Do you remember how in the world we did that? It doesn't I, matter. I don't really remember, but I remember Casey saying that women like lyrics, yes. men like the music itself. That's right. And I said that is absolutely full of crap because I know many, many men, such as myself, 
who the lyrics are far more important than the music. And I think in many ways, that's why I've been so successful with women is because I put the lyrics first and I'm a very sentimental person and a very nostalgic person. And women, we've talked about this many times during the bonding session, Kev. Women love that. And if you are a man and you're going to laugh at this and scoff at this, you have a lane all to yourself. No one is filling that lane. The sentimental, nostalgic lane is a dude. Even if you don't believe it, and even if you are just totally full of crap, women are going to be able to figure that out for a very, very, very long time. And you will have already been well down the path of accomplishing whatever you set out to do. So just fill the lane. <laughs> just take the sentimental. I love the lyrics. And then you start stealing lyrics and claiming them as your own at your, your various drinking establishments. You're going to be great. Uh, did get a call. Somebody absolutely agrees with me about dudes being about the lyrics. Hey, Robin Casey. Still love the show. Guys are doing a great job. Um, number one, I will have to agree with you, Rob. Lyrics do mean something in a song. And it you don't have to be a female. I, most of the music I listen to, it's because of the lyrics. Now, don't get me wrong. The rhythm, the beat of the song are there, but they're not the most important thing. It's the feeling you get from the lyrics. Uh, it's hard yeah. to argue with. Yeah, I'm finding out more and more that most people like the lyrics mainly. I think I just like the rhythm and the beat uh, more because I'm a drummer and I like funk music yeah. and well, you're a musician. Music. You are a musician. That that's understandable. Like, let's say for example, let's just take and I'll just take a very famous popular song, The Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, right, great song. It's been played on rock radio for nearly 50 years now. No doubt, memorable, legendary, great song. I'm going to read you some of the lyrics, Kev, and my question to you is, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, as you're singing along with it. We come from the land of the ice and snow, from the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. The hammer of the gods will drive our ships to new lands to fight the horde, sing and cry, Valhalla, I am coming. What am I supposed to do with that? Well, that's a song about the Vikings. Yes. And it's uh, Norse mythology right there. So I appreciate that because it's historical. (laughs) So if you are a guy... Look, it's easy to dismiss what I'm telling you right now. But, Kev, you and I have been through this many times in the mentoring sessions. I will tell you these ideas out loud, and I know you initially think, this guy is a moron, and he is insane, and he is full of it. But by the time I walk you through it, and look, there's a lot of plotting. There's years of plotting and scheming that have gone into these theories and truths for which I am telling you. And full disclosure, many of them, most of them centered around interpersonal relationships with members of the, you know, opposite sex. Mm -hmm. But once I get to the end of the premise, if you have heard it out, it does make sense, correct? Yeah, I think think so. All right, perfect. (laughs) Uh, Got a, a long conversation yesterday about... Uh, mail-in balloting and the issues that exist with mail-in balloting. And until you fix the mail-in balloting, you're going to have a very likely chance of a repeat of what happened in 2020 because there is no way by which you can, one, establish the ballot got to the right person, two, that the right person filled it out, and three, that it was returned properly. I mean, and then there's way more than three, but that's what we have time for here. Got a phone call about mail-in balloting. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Um, love the show. Listen daily. 
on the mail-in ballot thing, what if it was a law that mail-in ballots had to have an identification code and they had to be audited? So they knew how many they sent out and they knew how many got returned. In 2020, they just mailed them to everybody. They had no clue how many got returned or how many was used, how many more were used more than once, how many were thrown in the trash or never returned. So, yeah, I agree. Mail-in ballots are an issue. There are ways to secure those mail-in ballots. I'm just afraid they just won't do it. In a perfect world, you could do that. But this is not a perfect world. This is a world run by the government and people in the government, many of them who have a vested interest in an outcome of an election. And in a world where in Indiana, you have a month to vote early. In the state of Indiana, you have a month to vote early from when early voting begins through election day. What possible reason other than I'm in a near comatose state and can physically not leave my house to make it to a polling precinct, would you have for mail-in balloting? Either You should either have one or the other. If you're going to have mass early voting, in this case a month, then the mail-in balloting, it negates in the overwhelming majority of the cases the need for mail-in balloting. Now, Indiana does have a license requirement and a photo ID requirement, a signature requirement, so it does better than a lot of places. And there are still, you have to have a, there's a certain number of things you can say why you can't vote in person. But if you're going to have an entire month by which to vote, which that is ridiculous to begin with as well, election day is election day. And if we're going to have the opportunity to mail-in vote, even accountably mail-in vote, then there's no need for early voting. If you're going to have on-demand early voting, then there's basically, other than for physical health requirements attested to under penalty of perjury, no need for mail-in vote. We should not be making it easier and easier and easier and begging people to vote. The people who understand the importance of voting and the people who are hopefully doing their homework and taking it serious are going to get to the polls. I am not, it is not my responsibility to beg you to vote because if I have to do that, I don't want you voting. If I have to beg you to vote, there's a good chance you are not putting the effort in necessary to pick the person that you should be picking as a voter. Uh, it is Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey will be back uh, next next segment. Kev's here. We're going through the voicemails today. Man, we have created a celebrity, Kevin. We have created a local celebrity here in central Indiana. Is uh, Trucker John blowing up? Trucker John, our our buddy, if you've been absent the show the past couple days, uh, we have a longtime listener of this show and other shows during this time slot, various incarnations. Uh, his name is John. He's a truck driver. And let us know, let it out of the bag last week, that he is also a part-time rapper. And we kind of chuckled at that and said, there, there, sure, sure, child. And he said, I'm going to make you a rap about Indiana government and property taxes. And uh, we also chuckled at that. And he did. And it was wonderful. And we played it for you on this program multiple times. Went checked his, what is it, Nebula Entertainment? Yeah, Nebula Entertainment. Is where his rap is listed. Heavy, heavyweight is his name. Heavyweight is his rap name. Yeah. Trucker John slash Trucker Heavyweight. And again, second day in a row, 
Hundreds of people, in addition to the tens of thousands that hear this show live and on the podcast, have ventured over to his YouTube feed to hear this very fabulous musical presentation about Indiana politics and government and how terrible the Republicans are. And he managed to weave in almost all of the little nicknames and uh, little just funny quips we have about politicians in this state. It was so well done. Uh, Trucker John slash Trucker rapper heavyweight did call to let us know about how we have uh, really changed his life for the better. Hey, Kendall. Hey, Casey. uh, Trucker John here. Look, I just want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for playing that song. I really did expect to get played two days in a row, so I also want to say thanks to everybody who called in and requested to hear it again. That really meant a lot to me. I just wanted to say real quick that, yeah, the uh, show that I talked about is in November on the 18th, and uh, at the Depot Tavern, Kevin, if you're from Orleans, you'd know all about it. Um, and Kevin, if you want to come down and bang some bongos, play guitar, heck, you're so cool, I'll let you come down and play a kazoo if that's what you wanted to do. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys. Thank everybody. You know, it's just, it's great. It's crazy. Um, loving it. Love you guys. Uh, so he is playing in Orleans, which is where your family is from, or you have family that is from there. Yeah, my mom's side of the family. And so Kev may be appearing in, Is it? I think it's November. He yeah, he, I think he said November 18th. Yeah. A serious point, though, on this, and you know, we've heard from John about all the amazing response he's gotten, got a, said several people today saying, man, I heard that interview with Curtis Hill, and it totally changed my opinion on him, and I'm going to vote for him in the primary. One of the great joys of doing this show is knowing the impact that we have on people and on things. And I'm not talking about our own notoriety or publicity or whatever. We have a lot of fun joking around about that. What I'm talking about is taking, in this case, you took a guy like John, who has this fun little thing he's done for a very long time, and talent lies in all of us and everybody has things that make them unique and make them special and we were able to help him get that talent out in front of the people and it has been one of the you know his words it has been one of the great things that's ever happened to him and he has been able to showcase this thing that he's worked hard at for a very long time and we're able to bring that to people on a daily basis, we showcase different people who do different things very well all the time. And so just remember, every single one of us has greatness inside us somewhere, something that makes you special, whether you're 15, whether you're 50, whether you're 75, and gosh darn it, we are we are pleased, whatever we can, Kev, to bring out the greatness in the listeners here at WIBC. Yeah, I love to see it, and I would like to add that I do have a kazoo. So <laughs> no, you don't. I do. I have no, it. No, you it's, don't. It's, it's sitting in my bedroom <laughs> as we speak. Do and you so play it? I, I haven't played it in years. But Why I'm would sure you have I, a kazoo? I, I think it might have been a Christmas present back in the day, and I'm sure <laughs> if I dust it off, I can you know kind of l- relearn it. So yeah, I'd be happy to play that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Casey's going to rejoin the show. There is a fabulous new side piece out over at WIBC.com about seven places in Indiana, seven scenic places that you absolutely have to get your picture taken at. Let's see how many you can get right. We'll play a little guessing game. It's Kendall and Casey's show, 93 WIBC. 
Really, dude? It is what it means to serve Rooch as well. Turn your back on us when we need some help. It's obvious you only care about yourselves. Everybody wake up, I got a story to tell. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. very photogenic and you love getting your picture taken oh i absolutely do you know me i am just mr handsome especially since i got new hair from we grow hair Andy. okay well i have the top seven best places to get your picture taken in the great state of indiana oh how exciting we should let everybody know this is the kendall and casey show your name is casey my name is rob casey mm-hmm. go ahead okay so right now at wibc.com on the side piece we have capture indiana's charm the top seven picturesque picturesque destination. Well, no, no, wait, time out, time out, time out. When you say this, did you just pick these? Did you say these are from my own travels across the, a the little, state of Indiana? A little. I have been to all of these locations, but Top Tours actually created oh. a list of the best places in the state to take a picture. Okay. I whittled it down to the top seven. Oh, okay, very good. So, um, and you can go to WIBC.com mm-hmm. right now, the side piece section, see this for yourself. You said you've been to all of these places? I have been to all these places. Oh, how Exciting. Let's see if you've been to all of oh, them. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no, because, well, as you know, Casey, I almost never leave my house. Would you like to go seven to number one? It just started. Yeah, yeah started seven to the, one. Yeah. Seven to one. Seven to one. Okay, here they are. Uh-huh. Number seven. You're going to love this. The uh-huh. Indiana State House. Oh, well, I guess that's why I have been there, Casey, many, okay. many times. You can capture the ornate details of the historic building there. And, of course, the grounds of the Indiana State House uh-huh. are always beautifully manicured. Thanks to what? Our yeah. taxpayer dollars. Yes, very good, yes. very good. So why wouldn't you want to get your picture taken Now, now true there? story, when I worked in the uh, state auditor's office, there is a, a back doorway where you can go to the very top of the Indiana State House. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big dome if yeah. you've never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. And you, it is like something out of a national treasure movie to get up there. You're crawling on your hands and knees. It feels like you're walking over bricks that have been there for a uh, hundred, you know, 150 years, however long the state house has been there, you mm-hmm. spiraling staircases. Yes. You feel like you're going to fall through. It's Indiana Jones. You're going to be in a pit of snakes. And true story, at the very end, it's like a, you know, a Nintendo game. You get to the final level. There is this very long, black, spiraling staircase that takes you up to the very top. And I got to the very end and I got about halfway up that staircase and no joke, Casey, I froze. What do you mean? I just I can't. Haven't you ever had that where your body just is? I will not. Were you scared of heights or something? Oh, I'm petrified of heights. Oh no no no. But yes, but but I mean, I was doing well. I was very high up. Like you can see. You know, wasn't there a Who song? I can see for miles. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can literally see across. I can make. At one point, I saw the pyramids. That's how far you could see (laughs) across the you know the city of Indianapolis. And I got about halfway up the staircase, and I just said, I can't. You can't go any I further. Can't, I can't go anymore. And, they, you know, the guys that are doing the tour with me, they've worked in the auditor's office for 
30 years or whatever. Come on, you big wimp. Let's go. No, I can't. Well, you should have taken a picture while you were up there because at the Indiana State House, you can marvel at the beautiful architecture. Oh, okay. So that's number seven. What's number six? Number six is the Marengo Caves. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can capture the formations, the unique underground landscape. It's kind of dark down there uh-huh. sometimes. So make sure you take proper lighting. Ever been there? Uh, no, I have not. How? So you could not just put the light on in, on your cellular telephone and snap? You need. Uh... Well, you can, but. You so know, what? I've got to take It is some... a little dark. You might want to turn the uh, the F stop up. Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's number six. So we got State House at seven, mm-hmm. Marengo Caves at six. What's number five, Casey? The Cataract Falls. Oh. Indiana's largest waterfall. Where's it, that? It's it's down south. Scenic uh-huh. wonders, oh, seasonal yeah. backdrop. Uh-huh. Beautiful, especially in the fall yes. when the leaves are changing. Yes. All right, number four is right out the window, Monument Circle. Oh, why, yes, of course. Why wouldn't you want to get your photo there? You could get the uh, still get the graffiti in the background from where the uh, Summer of Love uh, peaceful protesters. Well, oh. you might want to frame that out. <laughs> frame that out of your picture. But, of course, you have the towering landmark, and it's surrounded by modern landscapes and the streets. So if you want more of a, a cityscape yeah. for your picture, this is a, a good choice true, for true you. True story. Our floor, which is the fourth floor here at the Emmis Building, mm-hmm. is absolutely I say the best way to get yourself photographed with the monument in the background right especially out there on that balcony I mean when what's his face the handsome guy that Ryan Binkley yes that you're enamored with mm-hmm. you were just taking your own photos of him I noticed <laughs> I was. Uh, was they had a whole photo shoot out there yeah Casey has I was scrolling through uh, I saw Casey scrolling through her phone the other day and she had several just random photos of this Ryan Binkley guy he's running for president uh, yeah sure that's why you took him uh-huh yeah right Casey uh, okay so that was number four what's number three okay number three is the Michigan City Lighthouse. Michigan City, Indiana. Indiana. Yes, of course. The lighthouse is there with its red and white and black. And there's also a catwalk, which you can walk out to the lighthouse, weather permitting, which provides nice visuals. Okay, so if you're just joining us, Casey has a new piece out at WIBC.com, which is the seven most scenic places to get your photo taken in Indiana. Yep, and we're down to number two. Okay, you want to go through, just in case people are tuning in, what in the world were the first... uh, Five. What were they? Okay, seven we've got through, seven through three. We have the Indiana State House, uh-huh. Marengo Caves, oh, yeah. Kenarak Falls, the Monument Monument Circle right here downtown, and Michigan City Lighthouse. All right, what's number two? Number two is Brown County State Park. Oh, you have yes. a lot of choices there. Over sixteen thousand acres, a canvas of colors, and another place that is great for pictures, especially in the fall. Okay, and number one. Number Casey. one. What do you think it is? What Boy, haven't we covered? I just uh, you know you have a lot of bridges, you yeah. have a lot of cornfields, yeah. you have a lot of barns in the state of Indiana you could choose from. I, oh look, I Number was gonna, one I is, was going to say the, uh, the where the covered bridge festival is, but I'm sure that probably of all the most scenic places. That's, man, that can't be number one, but how could that not be on the list? Uh, in lieu of the limited time we have left, I'll just say it's one of the covered bridges. No, you're incorrect. Oh! You have to go north for this one. It is the Indiana Dunes National oh, Park. Of course. The closest national park to us, by the way. You have the beautiful Lake Michigan backdrop, the sandy shores, lots of unique grasses that you could frame into the picture. And while you're there, you can do a lot of hiking, biking, picnicking, and maybe even take Take a dip in Lake Michigan. Yeah, boy, that uh, boy taking a dip in Lake Michigan. Yeah, you done that <laughs> many times. Really? 
Oh, just yes. Jumped right on in? Jump right in wow. and freeze your little butt off because it's always a cold. rebel you are. Yeah, if you'd like to see the list, go over to WIBC.com and uh, tap on the side piece. Also, Rob, before Did you we... just say tap on the side piece? I did, didn't I? <laughs> I did. I meant click. <laughs> click, tap, whatever you got to do to get there. Uh, one other thing that yes. you can see while you're there is Rover has just released their list of the top dog and cat breeds. Oh for 2023, and they've broken it down by state, so you can also find out what is the top dog here in Indianapolis. How exciting. All right, Casey, that's going to do it for this award-winning show today. (laughs) Take us home. All right, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for listening today, and we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.